0: Welcome everybody to the Robert, John, and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces when there's not a global pandemic going on. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And this is episode 48. Yeah.
1: 48. 48. And feel yeah. great. We did it, everyone. We, did we made it. it to 48 episodes. <laughs> yeah. you that know was my say, goal all along.
2: The first 48.
0: Yeah, we're only we're only six weeks away from uh, from that full year of podcasts. Although I feel like our first our first podcast was last July, right? Did we do it before we went out?
2: Yeah, I think we may have missed a couple throughout the throughout the from various. Yeah, we might have been busy, a little busy this past year. Yeah. doing <laughs> certain things.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's fun though. Oh, hey, Lisa. That would be yeah. fun.
2: I sh- I should go back and listen to the very first one. I wouldn't.
1: No, I mean, I would. Everyone listening on your podcast <laughs> platforms, we have one through 48 available yeah. for you. So go back and listen to all the... Uh, listen to us learn how to be on a podcast yeah. and, and Episode tell us that one, we're doing better than we were.
0: We talked about and jet lag number- and Iowa and climbing Buffalo and... Yeah. We were still doing pick of the weeks back then.
2: July 9th, 2019. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, just to let everyone know, Henry is doing all right. He's taking the night off from the podcast. Uh, But it's not because of any other reason that he's taking the night off. So no worries there, everyone. He's okay. And uh, he'll come back even stronger. Yeah.
3: Is it because you made fun of his hair that one time?
1: Probably.
0: That was a big point of contention for me when my hair was that big, but no, it wasn't. It's it's great. It's great when people talk about your hair when it's doing things. <laughs> Is he just really
3: tired of my shit? Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my week was good, man. It was good. Um, shit, what did we do this week? There was a lot, and then. Uh, Yeah, I tried writing this weekend, um, and I was just completely uninspired. So I watched a lot of movies and played some video games. Got that uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey video game and put, like, eight hours into that, and that was really fun. (laughs) And I slept, like, like, an obscene amount of sleep time uh, with very very little dreams. And I think that that was... uh, Maybe one of the reasons I was I was uninspired. I was like, I did I did not dream about anything to do anything. So um, yeah, it was kind of a weird weekend. But I'm here. It's great. Hey, hi guys. Warren. Warren. Hey. Uh, I'm good.
2: Uh, last week I actually got tested for COVID, even COVID. though I wasn't really displaying any symptoms. I felt like I had been. Around a lot of people, and rather be safe than sorry. I went and got a test, and I got my results back, and I am negative. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But even cooler than that is, um, I went to Catalina for one of my best friend and longest friend Max Bricks' thirtieth birthday, and his mom shuttles us out there on her boat to a boat in campsite where uh, all you have is like a table, and that's it. So you bring everything, and you do everything there, and uh, it was beautiful. It was awesome. We snorkeled and fished and stand-up paddled and did all that sort of stuff, and I didn't have a reception for two days, so it was nice to kind of just unwind for a second. And I thought you were just mad at me. Get completely tired of my shit. I was tired of all you guys' shit. No, it was awesome. So, super grateful for that co opportunity. And, uh, you know, now I'm back, well-rested, ready to dive into the week and get some shit done.
0: Hell yeah. What about you, Robert? uh, Before we we move on to Robert, when you got your test done, did they do like the brain swab thing? Uh,
2: Oh yeah, so um, yeah, I got the antibodies test, which is a uh, they draw your blood yeah, yeah. and then um, and I, I gotta say first off i'm I'm not a needle guy. I hate getting shots done. And every time I get my blood drawn, I'm really, really worried. And then I get it drawn, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. So, like, the needle thing wasn't that big of a deal. So, then they did the nose swab, and me and my fiancé went at the same time. And I could see hers getting her done, and I could see, like, her feet. And I was like, well, it doesn't look like she's cringing, so it couldn't be that bad. And the lady's like, okay, like, just tilt your head back a little. And she did me, and, like, I, like, naturally just kind of, like, jutted back, and like, my <laughs> eyes watered up, and it's not like it's painful, but it's just, uh, it's an, it's a very interesting feeling. And like, I immediately started like laughing as soon. And it's really quick. She does one side that goes real deep. It feels like she's scratching your brain and then like the second side and it's done in like 10 to 15 seconds. Wow. And, uh, yeah, my eyes watered up because when you get hit in the nose or whatever, and then I was, I was laughing because I was so, it was so unexpected of what to feel that like, I you know I don't think it was the most pleasant thing, but it wasn't painful. Yeah. But um, you know, it's not it's not that bad at all. But I don't know. Would and you want to go do it again? <laughs> I mean, if I had to go do it again, I would. And Erica said hers was very gentle. Maybe I just got maybe my lady was rough. Or uh, she <laughs> doesn't like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they get I get deep up there. So uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, got, I recommend to bring a Kleenex and blow your nose when you're done.
0: Yeah, I got the the COVID test on uh, the nose swab thing on Friday, but they used a different method. Um, apparently, they're doing this new thing where it's like a longer bristle, and you actually you just go up like kind of into your nose, but they make you do it yourself, and they watch you do it oh. and stuff. So it was it was cool. Like it it tickled. Like it like it made my eyes kind of water up and made me have to sneeze, but. But yeah, yeah. The, the antibody test was was pretty easy though. Oh yeah,
4: that's that not was crazy. great.
0: The, uh, <laughs> I I got I got a full blood panel done and the antibody test and STD panel, like all in the same go. It was great. Uh, so are you clear, Steve? Are you clear from yeah, everything? <laughs> everything came back negative. Um, and my is down, nice. which is good. Thank you air fryer and coconut oil that I've switched to. So that that was a plus still waiting on my COVID results, but I think I'm fine. I haven't had any symptoms. But you never know. should find out in the next couple days. (laughs) Bobby, how how was your week? How about you, Robert?
1: Uh, I was good. I've been doing a lot of uh, physical, manual labor um, during this COVID time. And it's been good. And I've been getting shit done. And uh, yeah, that was my week. And I went to the beach yesterday for the first time since all this happened and I probably lived the closest to the beach, which is just kind of funny that it was the first time I actually went to the beach, um, to sit there for a couple hours. So that was good too. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was, that was my week, man. Wasn't very crazy. Andrew. Crazy.
3: Um, what did I do? I didn't do much, anything. I'm still trying to, you know, um, I was sick a little bit last weekend and I've been bitter, but um, I was going through some of the other system uh, uh, symptoms. So I got tested on Sunday and I don't have my results back. So I'm still trying to figure out um, what's going on with that. But I did do the self nose swab thing. Yeah. And it's much easier, I bet, if you're doing it yourself because you sort of like, you know, can stick it up halfway and then go. Okay, how far does this thing yeah. go, and then you actually hit like it That's what stops. She said. You know?
0: Well, my, my doctor was like, nope, no, nope, you got to get in deeper." <laughs> like,
3: okay. Yeah, down. yeah. I was like, they're like, put it in until you feel resistance, and I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, it still goes, and then it was like, oh, it's <laughs> water. You know? Yeah. It's like a reflex.
2: See, I, then- I think I would prefer somebody to do that.
3: Like oh getting, really? No way! Like I, I, was like way more comfortable. It's like someone just because I feel like they could go pulled. way too far, way too fast. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you get that aggressive, girl, <laughs> <laughs> get in um,
0: there real deep, lad.
3: But no, it was easy. You just did whatever. Swab both nostrils, put it in a little thing, put it in a bag,
1: uh-huh.
3: and then you know, put it in the bin. And that's basically all I did. I did that and watched a bunch of Lost, because now I can't stop watching it. It's just sort of on all the time. <laughs> oh, can, can we get a Lost update? Uh, can we get a... I haven't where seen me now. Ooh. Um, God, the season... Uh, no one cares about Lost spoilers, right? No. No, you no. have your well, time to watch. 2-1 <laughs> Lost spoilers coming up. Yeah. The whole season based on the stupid thing where they have to put in the code all the time was so stupid. It was, like, <laughs> such a small thing. There should have had, like, three episodes on it and killed it, but the fact that it was just this lingering thing that happened through the entire season, like, oh, it didn't even have any effect on what was happening. And like, has a very little effect. Like, they could have just did it in four episodes, been done with the, like... And then <laughs> they actually start to get to episodes where you care about certain things, and then they just, like like, they just move forward without really dealing with them. So it's just too... They try to wrap too big ideas up in too small of a space. And I think as they start getting to the end of the season, season two, like, they really start to hit their stride, and stuff happens, and then it actually matters in the next episode, and it's not just trying to tell the, like, self-contained little stories about, like, who how this guy was when he was growing up and all that crap, you know, so <laughs> I think by season three I actually started figuring out the writing process better and season three has, like, moved really well and it's much more exciting to watch.
0: Nice. When was the all right, well, this will... when when was the writer's strike by the way, was that 2007? Like the Hollywood writer's strike?
2: Yes. When, like, all was, the TV got I, super shit. I did a report on it. I drove up there and interviewed them and, and I, I was so naive but they, they gave me an interview this is completely that divergent in, in it, it was 2008 because I was a yeah, senior yeah, I did yeah, a project yeah. I drove up there with a video camera and my buddy Max who I just celebrated his 30th birthday with and some other kids in our class yeah. and we interviewed people who were just walking around picketing and we didn't even know like you're naive when I was 18. I didn't know really understand, especially now being in the industry, understanding what they were doing and why they were doing it. And the the guy who wrote Desperate Housewives sat down with us and gave us an interview. Oh, uh, Mark and, uh, I, I saw it the other day, and I was like... I mean, we didn't have any questions prepared. Like, we didn't know, yeah. like, we, did, we were just winging it, and it, I don't know, completely off subject. But, yeah, that was, awesome, that was kind man. of a funny thing with the
0: writer's strike. Mark Cherry was a uh, former young American that I've met. Yeah, times, Mark Cherry. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the best, man. He's great. That's awesome yeah, that he said, of awesome. course he would sit down with you. Man, that guy's such a sweetheart.
2: That's yeah, awesome. it was pretty cool.
0: So I, I wonder when you get to, because Lost started in, what was it, 99 or 2000? Or something like that.
3: I don't know. It feels like a long time ago. Oh yeah, one more thing. That like that sequence where the word "lost" is like the worst looking CGI in (laughs) the history of anything. And the fact that it did not update it like as technology got better (laughs) looking blows my mind. Like I would have just taken like the word "lost" that's just in text, you know, in a font. But it is the worst looking intro sequence of any TV show of all
0: time. (laughs) Like, you feel like they could have done it, like, written it out in logs, like, on the beach pretty cheaply, since they were already on location for some of that stuff. And that would have just been, like, a cooler thing. It was, like, just an aerial shot. They could have done... The actual show logo, when you look at the show,
3: is a better, like, image than that. (laughs) It's the worst image of all time. For people who don't know... It's just the word lost coming towards you out of focus. But once it focuses, you could see all these awful CGI edges and it was of the time, you know what I mean? Like it was a really bad CGI thing because CGI wasn't as good back then. But why would you keep it in there? Like who (laughs) once they did it, they just kept it in there for the the entirety of the show. It's the worst thing ever.
2: Yeah, even South Park read their theme.
0: Their intro. Nothing was happening. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Well, Simpsons redid their opening thing like every time, right? Yeah, when when technology got better, everyone yeah. redid their stuff. Yeah. Oh, we we did get a fact check here from Bruce Pinsky. Said uh, uh, Lost ran from November fifth, two thousand. Oh, oh, the writers' no, strike. that's was, the writers' was, strike. Two thousand seven to February twelfth, two thousand
1: eight. Lost started in two thousand four.
0: Oh yeah, so it was definitely going. I'm. <laughs> I can't wait to, for you to get to the writers' strike years. <laughs>
3: Those writer strike years have lost.
0: Well, and between November fifth, two thousand seven, and February twelfth, two thousand eight, during the writer strike, they were calling in like the the D list writers and stuff that anybody that would cross the picket line to get these shows done, and like ninety percent of television just went to shit. The
3: <laughs> other like, thing too is that, terrible. like, I love the ten episode season of TV so much more. Yeah. Than the twenty-four episode network
4: oh, television yeah. show. Yeah,
3: of course. Twenty-four episodes is way too much. They just start to like not tell good stories. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like just—you can tell—they're trying to stretch stuff out. It's like That's now, Hurley would and whatever yeah. like have to start a VW bus for no reason that has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with anything.
0: <laughs> and it's like, what the? There's f- <laughs> 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 nothing to do with anything. Did you guys ever watch Luther? It was on BBC with Idris Elba anyway it's it's like detective show and stuff, but the first first season I think was like eight or ten episodes. second season was like six episodes, third season was four like they just used as many episodes as it took to tell the story, and I really appreciated that man like and like there were there was no lag time, everything was paced really well, and like you still had like the you know cliffhanger at the end of the episode that made you want to you know jump into the next one on the streaming services and stuff, but... Yeah, some of those... If like, we're
1: going to be
3: crotchety people, shit. we should start drinking.
0: Yeah, I agree. I need what? to go refresh this.
3: I said, if we're going to be crotchety people about TV shows, we should start drinking. I feel like oh, we're just well, like and the younger before we bring, uh, Before nice. we
0: bring... Before
1: we talk about what we're going to drink, let's bring in our special guest this evening. Special um, guest... Special guest. We have a special guest this evening. Uh, he is a local record store owner. Uh, he is a Orange County Blues legend. Yes. And he's also a really nice guy. <laughs> and his name is Parker Macy. Dude, <laughs> okay. What up, dude? How you Has
3: Parker been yet? on podcast
0: before? Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah, yeah accidentally. <laughs> Didn't you just, like, come over that one time? You saw that we were yeah. on at the Wayfair? Yeah, I was at the, the Wayfair, street.
5: and yeah. the, the show got slow, so I wandered over. <laughs> but this is the first yeah. official appearance.
0: Yeah, yeah, Thanks for inviting me this time. Yeah, of course, man. Um, hey, yeah,
5: everyone! Second. Before we, before we... Ozzy, go inside. Sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. I keep
5: running away. How you doing? For,
1: how for is, everyone that's watching, uh, Parker Macy owns Cream Tangerine Records in Costa Mesa, California. Yeah. Yes, sir. Which is a local record shop that uh, is keeping the Orange County record collectors alive, as well as small bands like Robert John the Wreck, a place to house their records for you to find. Yes, sir. Digging into those dirty bins of yours. Dream Kid Rain also put out our
3: first EP as a cassette.
0: Yeah.
5: And we we put out your first vinyl release. First as vinyl well. release, yeah. First seven inch oh, release. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah the uh, yeah. split record. Which and those Martin. are the rarities. If you could find those two things, um, those are the collector's items right now. Yeah. The cassette, which
2: I think Parker still has some of, right?
5: I th- I might have like two, but I might be keeping them for S- selfish reasons.
2: Somebody, you brought could find one that. To us when we were on tour in Europe. Do you guys remember that? Somebody brought us. The cassette, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. and they had us sign it, and you guys were like, That's awesome. how the hell did you get this? <laughs> That's really cool. So rad. Um, what was I going to say? If
3: we should do a record, like, for fun, where we just re-record everything from uh, Fire Started but Way Better, and just re-release <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we <laughs> well, have do, the do the 10 year anniversary. Time. Yeah, yeah right. that'd be cool. Next
3: year, just do the re release and then we yeah. just do Firestar and Live.
0: Yeah, yeah that'd be so fun. Man. Wow. Let's do it. Maybe wild run to die. It yeah, I love the idea
5: of saying, you know, it'd be cool just for fun, record a whole album all over again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it
5: is, it'd be like,
4: I uh, it, I guess, yeah,
5: yeah. I, like,
0: Remember yeah, when I tried I to like
3: do it. this thing and it sucked and we all sucked <laughs> and then.
5: I like
0: no. it. Hey, the the, uh, the B3 on that record was phenomenal because Dallas Cruz played it. It's true. That was that was that was I mean, before you I even play knew, it. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was before I even knew. That's how I learned how to play B3 organ or organ in general was studying Dallas's parts on our songs for that record. Yeah. It was awesome. That's cool. Which was really cool because like full circle thing was when we were when I recorded uh, B3 on Last side on the highway It was at Dallas's studio On his organs Which was Just kind of I thought that was Take cool. that Yeah That's cool.
5: Yeah I didn't know that he recorded on those That's bad. He's great He's
0: incredible Yeah Um, What's him drinking uh, Well I just finished my pint glass of vodka So I'm going to go get another one War
2: uh, uh, I am drinking red wine uh, hey, babe, do you, what kind of wine?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Not prepared.
2: Just, yeah, well, it was something I think we had left over. We are just fin- finishing off the bottle. I don't know where the bottle went, so it's just Thank red wine. Uh, well, that's exciting, Warren. Is <laughs> <laughs> it like a Trader Joe's bottle or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? She's going to give me the bottle if you guys are so interested. I am. But I mean, red, red
0: wine, wine is red
1: wine. and I'm more interested in what you're drinking than... The great All beers. right.
2: Well, here it is. <clears throat> I am drinking. Oh, Tempo Tempo oh, I have a bottle of that at my house. I that to us. Oh, my uncle gave this to me. Uncle Guy when he was down here. What year is it? Uh, it is 2014. That's a good year. Yeah, uh, I think we opened this before we left and then we just finished it tonight and she had tossed the bottle. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to you, Uncle Guy. Thanks for coming out. He's uh, a good he is big fan and supporter. And also, side note, he plays music in Colorado. Guy, Guy Merle and the na- narrow gauge band. Guy Merle and the narrow gauge band. Thank uh, you. Narrow gauge? Narrow gauge. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Where I should inquire where the name comes from. <laughs> Classy, cheap Spanish wine. Good stuff. Yep. <laughs>
3: dolphin. Someone's asking, uh, Danny's asking if we play music here or we just talk the whole time. Uh, (laughs) We just talk the whole time here. We do the music later in the show, but uh, this is our podcast. And we're all not in the same room together, so it's not really easy to play with each other. And especially during COVID, it's definitely (laughs) hard to play with each other through the internet. So this is just us chatting with each other and
1: bitching about Lost. But we will so, keep everybody updated when we do play music on the internet again, which will be one day. Um, everyone will know about it. Probably soon, yeah. yeah.
3: We do do live streams that are intense, awesome, full-show live streams. So keep on the lookout for that. We usually send out Facebook invites when we do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is just us chatting and hanging out. So if you have questions, throw them in the chat. If you uh, tell us what you're drinking right now. We'll read it on here. Shout
0: out to Bruce for. Oh, that's cool.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, that's so, cool. Uh, if you can't see this, uh, Steve can throw up comments on the on the <laughs> screen. Awesome. So we just have a comment from Bruce says. Is this a new thing? This the Monday cool. podcast is about talking about band experience, food, drinks, and fun stuff.
0: Yeah, dude. You sure, got it, yeah. Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Oh yeah,
2: Bruce.
3: <laughs> and that being said, I am drinking a Sami IPA from Pizza Port. Ooh, nice. nice. This was incredibly hoppy when I first got it. And it is now more than a year old. No, it's probably six months old because it's been sitting in my fridge since my Christmas party. Gross.
0: It's not just because you lost so your sense It's of actually mellowed smell. out. and gotten
3: better over time because IPAs will get less hoppy over time. Yeah. And so it's actually drinkable now. Wow. I think I put this in a chili... Like, three months ago, and it ruined the chain because it was so hoppy and gross.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> J. Lord Cabernet. Nice, Erica. Cheers to you.
5: Cheers, sis. <clears throat> what are you drinking, Park? Uh, I've got a Lagunitas Ooh.
0: Classic. Standard all. issue.
5: Standard issue. Classic. It was either that or Heineken. That's it. Yeah, one of those two. I, I, I get most of my beers at the gas station, so. That's so I got it. Lagunitas is highbrow. What are you talking about?
3: Steve,
0: are you just putting your... Oh, shit yeah. I get nice gas comments? station beer. I'm just stoked that <laughs> both my brother and my sister <laughs> are watching right now. What's up, guys? I'm missing <laughs> you. Sorry. Sorry. Andrew. In my head, I was imagining Parker going to the uh, gas station and going, Give me your
3: finest beer. <laughs> Give me your finest beer. <laughs> IBA. Oh, I'm
0: feeling
5: rich. you just <laughs> tossing my <laughs> around. <laughs> And get one of those hot dogs while you're at it. You know, how long has that been out? <laughs> Need a like <little laughs> <nice laughs> some ketchup on that, sir? No, I'll take the old um, relish. <laughs> yeah. Is the nacho cheese machine working, sir? Just lather it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so funny, like the millionaire at the gas
3: station. I don't know why you still have a monocle in my head, but... <laughs> Definitely not a millionaire.
1: If I could borrow $14... <laughs> Just kidding. Nice. Debbie's drinking some mm. Right on. Oh yeah. All right, Robert. Yeah. What are you drinking?
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mm, taking your hat off for this one.
1: I'm drinking a docent beer. I haven't had one in a few weeks, if you, if anyone's noticed. Um, but I, I'm back to the docent beer today, and I have a beer called Astro Turf.
0: Oh, nice. IPA? Oh, Is that one?
1: It's a newer IPA that they've had. There's some. Uh, citrus apricotty goodness in it and it's a it's a solid IPA as Docent does very well um it's seven percent and it's delicious and it gets the job done and it's uh it's just one of their many very good IPAs that they have over at Docent Brewery in San Juan Capistrano
0: which you're all decked out in their swag right now too you got the I, hat and the oh, shirt on. Right? I do have the yeah. shirt on right now. I
1: do. So if I'm like I'm like, a, I'm
0: like an ambassador, right? Yeah, now. man. Well, if if you guys are from the Southern California region, by the way, uh, Dosin is in in San Juan Capistrano, uh, just over kind of by uh, the coach house, just a little bit past that off the uh, off the road there. And uh, are they still doing their uh, the parking lot little beer garden thing?
1: Yeah, they have a whole beer garden yes. in the in the parking lot. I'm not sure if it's gonna stay. California just uh, gave out a bunch of restrictions today. Yeah, um, for Orange yeah. County um, involving a bunch of different uh, businesses, yes. but they have a great beer garden right now. So, um,
0: so yeah, if yeah, if you're in the area, area, go check them out and pick up a, a sweet shirt and hat and I got like a little uh, uh, overshirt, I guess you would call it. It's like a thicker not quite a jacket, but not. I'll I'll put it on. It's it's really comfortable. They got some really great swag over there, and their beer is fantastic. So, if you're in yeah, the yeah. area, it's a fun
5: it's a fun brewery too. It looks great yeah. in there. It's rad. It's yeah. a comfy place to have a few beers. Totally. And, and you can't
2: go inside like, right now, but
5: great, yeah, have a great after after a reference.
0: Yeah. 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 i gonna I'm gonna pop mine on.
2: I do also have a couple dozen. I got a good dozen, like sweater <laughs> shirt and a and a long long sleeve T shirt. I got some docent gear. Everyone would brag about their dozen gear. Yeah,
1: Bob Rob, Bob Rodman is drinking a soul. What's up, Bob? Miss hey, Gallus Clamato.
3: Love it. John House is chewing gummy bears.
2: What's Wait. in those gummy bears? <laughs> so, I mean, a Sommezcal like, <laughs> Clamato, is that not a beer with tequila and tomato
0: juice? Is, isn't is isn't Clamato just clam and tomato juice, like mixed?
4: Is These are any questions I don't know.
2: Clamato is clam and, and tomato, tomato yeah, in the one that was word. Clam,
0: clam juice I and never, tomato juice. Like, I never knew that. Together. We, need, we need Frank <laughs>
2: to fact check this thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fact Frank? check Frank. Where's Frank? Is it right. Frank or it Freddy? It is interesting.
1: I
3: should know this is a half Mexican, but I, I hate that stuff, to be honest. I hate like uh, all the Clamato stuff. I can't stand it. It just tastes like salty beer, and it tastes like someone's just rubbing salt in your nose.
2: Yeah, I don't like it either. What was that? salty not, beer not even a thing bloody beer like. guy. Uh-huh. Sorry,
5: go ahead, Parker. What was that salty uh, beer margarita drink that we had a million of in uh, at South by Southwest? Oh, uh, the bulldogs. Those it are like a
1: those are bulldogs. Those are bulldogs. That's a yeah, blended yeah. margarita, and you put it's a tiny a little Corona in it. Yeah, cor- cor- and it's
0: cor- very cor- different. Cor- those are delicious. Okay. Yeah, those and are, are very, weird. weird.
1: Yeah, those are dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, Dang. yeah those are awesome. But I'm glad everyone is um, drinking good drinks.
0: Yeah, and cheering yeah. yummy gummy bears. Yummy gummies.
1: Yeah. Yummy gummies. Sounds intriguing, John House. Yeah. So usually at this point in the night, we have Henry
3: have us listen to something, but I hear that Parker might be the guy. Parker mm-hmm. is just I'm as interested if in not more than Henry about... All the eras of music. Can you talk about how into vinyl and music you are to a level that, like, I love giving yeah, recommendations for you? I know I'm going to hear well, some of
5: interesting. Well, cool. Thanks, man. Um, I, I'm very obsessed with uh, with with uh, that whole physical media uh, aspect of collecting and enjoying music and. Um, I've kind of, you know, become the crack dealer to feed my own habit, you know, with this whole thing. So we've been open for nine and a half years, buy and sell yeah. used records. And crazy. every time somebody brings something into you, it's, it, you know, if you pretend like you know everything. You're a liar. So you're always going to find, uh, not in every box, but you'll find stuff constantly that I have no idea about. And then you, it, it creates a lot of rabbit holes. So it's a lot of fun to get in those rabbit holes and find something that uh, that smells good.
3: So if we we talk about this, can I can I tell you things sense? that I learned because of Parker, and you can maybe talk about them a little bit? And maybe okay. other people can these things. I okay. didn't know that there's porn deaf people on vinyl, or not deaf, excuse me, blind people. Well,
5: well, there is, yeah. But there's also porn on vinyl because porn. Wasn't like we, we didn't have porn, you know. So there's sound recordings of erotica, and uh, you know uh, they exist because in the '50s, '60s, earlier, uh, you you didn't have a VCR at home to pop in that dirty thing, and there was something you could buy that would be. Uh, <laughs> I do have some of those uh, laying around. They're not fun to listen to. It's not for a hobby. It's just as a novelty. I do have them. <laughs> <laughs> they are very fun to, listen to. That's
4: but, uh, awesome.
5: I, I, I can't even listen to them by myself. Just start blushing at how corny and ridiculous it is. But it does exist. and it, it,
0: We I are definitely it. having sex right now. Oh, dear.
4: Oh,
5: yeah. This is was, friction, baby. Wasn't that,
0: wasn't that an Adam Sandler <laughs> thing from one of Very his good. comedy records where it was like, sex are working out? Oh, remember I don't that remember one? that one. Where it, was like, it was just audio clips. It was like, sex are working out. It's like... Oh yeah! Oh, you're so you're so strong. Oh, you're so s- definitely working out. <laughs> oh,
4: wow,
3: that uh, wow, that's something I we have to go look out. About. Yeah, 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 yeah. You
0: got me, Andrew. You're you're around for that.
3: <laughs> he's talking about an m sandler bit is there any other uh vinyl records that parker's told anyone about that like stands out in their mind i know there's one more and what was the band called Wicca or something like that it was like a band that had some kind of name about witchcraft
5: oh coven coven, coven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah coven yeah yeah, they are uh, they are badass. Coven, sorry, I don't know if the airplane's too bad. I'm right by the airport. Um, Coven is a band from Chicago, uh, and they came out one year before Black Sabbath on Mercury Records with an album called "Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls," and it is awesome. It's so it's good. So cool. It sounds like it sounds like Jefferson Airplane. It's not like a like a metal record. Um, Black Sabbath came out like the next year, but uh, their lead guitar player's name is Oz Osbourne, and uh, the first song on the Coven record, uh, Witchcraft, uh, is called Black Sabbath, and it was definitely like a a record that that came out and made some like really creepy headway, and I I really love it. Um, I went and saw them on they did like a a tour a couple years ago. I went and saw them in uh, in Los Angeles, and it was. Uh, it was even, It was good. <laughs> it was really fun. It's an interesting show. Nice. Yeah. Covent. Cool. I'm glad that one on, stands out for you. Because I, I do com- love it a lot. Yeah. On the complete other side,
1: uh, the <laughs> first time I got a Gets and Gilberto record was at oh. Parker's shop because he had it on, and now I have six. like six of those records, and uh, Parker just gave me one a couple days ago. Just because he yeah. knows I like it so much. And I just listened to it, and it's awesome. So thank you. Yes. Great. Uh, Good. What is it? Uh,
5: Getz and Gilberto. Stan Getz and... What, Ast- I don't know how to say Astrid,
2: his name. Astrid Gilberto.
5: Ast- Astrid, Astrid is the, the singer. It's Jow Gilberto. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Jao. Yeah. Jao. Astrid it's, is the, the singer. But it's the I, girl from Ipanema that's on that record. Yeah. 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 It's I just go. love those
1: records. And he just gave me live at... Uh, um... Madison, right? Or no? Is it? Uh, it's Somewhere right there. I can see it. I just can't visually. Somewhere in New York. Yeah. But anyway, so that, that's that's. Cool. I remember getting into that, and now I have six of their records or so. So.
5: Yeah.
0: Nice. Jimmy Caster bunch man. <laughs> yeah. Bum, 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 yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. That's
5: good. But, we just got. Uh, I just put the jukebox in in uh, in the office a couple weeks ago, and we made that the first song. Yeah, like selection one one one. Nice. Worth a butt boogie part
0: one. So Parker, you <laughs> you texted me a video, and I'm gonna I'm gonna post this up. I'm gonna use it for our social media. Um, but our split seven inch vinyl with Jeremiah Red that Cream Tangerine Records put out our very first vinyl that you. Put out you and Bob Robin put out for us um, uh-huh. is in that jukebox as well, right? Because you you sent me this video of, of it. And it's so rad to like watch the process, like of you know it's on the. It's on the, you know, the title is on there in the, in the display where you can, you know, choose which number you need. Yeah. To place. And then it goes down and like all these seven inches are just like cycling through and it picks it up and it flips it down and then it starts playing it. Oh, yeah. dude, That was so rad, man. I love yeah. that. Piece. It'd be it's good fun. for really everyone
1: cool. listening to know that, that Parker has a seven inch jukebox. Yes. Um. From what year is so it? So
5: badass! It's it's from the seventies. It's not one of those super cool, 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 cool ones. But it, it
1: does play seven inch records, and yeah. Parker made new little labels for all of the, the. Uh, yeah, the I got a little obsessive with are.
5: it. It's quarantine times, you know. You're gonna yeah. make custom labels for all the songs in the jukebox. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was. That's awesome. Annoying. Can't wait to mm-hmm. check
5: it out.
3: Cool. So, did you have a song for us tonight?
5: Yes, uh, for, I don't know, like a year straight, I've been super hooked on Blaze Foley. Um, and Blaze Foley is a, uh, a country singer who passed away in 1989. Um, he was mostly a Texas guy. Um, and, yeah, he was shot dead in a bar in, I believe, Austin. I think he was a San Antonio guy. Um, he was very heavily uh, involved with and buddies with Towns Van Zant. And uh, John Prine ended up making one of his songs really famous later on called Clay Pigeons. That was a, mm. uh, a Blaze Foley song. Uh, and I just think he's such a, a wordsmith and a great writer. And I picked one that's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a silly uh, political song, uh, definitely about Ronald Reagan. Um, but I just feel so relevant um, with the uh, whole idea of the, the world today.
0: Artist is Blaze Foley, and the song is Oval Room.
5: Yeah.
4: chair he's a president but i don't care he's a businessman he got business ties he got dollar signs in both his eyes got a big airplane take him everywhere got a limo Everywhere he goes Makes the people mad Makes the poor All okay. right.
5: you don't hear in that recording is just it's very beginning because it's the first song on a live record called oval room but um that uh he says like something in the beginning like uh this song is called oval room and when bush gets into office i'll just change one verse (laughs) <laughs> and it's, it's, it's kinda, he, he's got this like really cool, adorable banter in the song where he starts talking about some stuff. And I think he gets embarrassed because he was a notorious couch surfer that, uh, like put duct tape on everything and, and, uh, famously didn't own a guitar for years, just borrowed one for six or seven months and performed and gave it back, and borrowed something. And, uh, it, it, there's one point in the thing where, uh, in the live record, where he's just talking for a while, and he goes, Oh man, this is just me sounding like a hillbilly, and I'm probably gonna be regretting this in 20 years or something like that. You know, he just babbles on for it. It's kind of cute and adorable, and, and you kind of get an idea of who the guy was. There's a biopic movie that came out on him a couple years ago, and I've yet to see it, but uh, huh. but uh, the soundtrack, great, about that.
2: Is his real name Blaze? Is that like a legit thing? Or no, I don't okay. remember what his real name is, but that, that was like a stage
5: name he yeah.
2: What a powerful voice. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally.
5: He's a wordsmith, too. He's got so many cool tunes. He's got one uh, where it's like, uh, the first line is like, please, Mr. Policeman, please don't take my stuff. It cost me $20 bills, and it probably ain't enough to get me to Election Day. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's weird, man. Yeah. All
2: right? I like that. Writing about real shit. Yeah, that's awesome, man.
5: Yeah, that's awesome.
3: He sounds yeah. like a, there's a band now called Murder by Death that has a really yeah. deep voice to it and stuff like that. It reminds okay. me of that because that's my only sort of point of reference. Okay. And all the minor stuff reminds me of the Kinks. Yeah. Because they had like really great minor singer songwritery sort of stuff. So like, okay. I'm getting lots of vibes of those things. And that. yeah, it's awesome. He has a great uh just way of telling a story. Yeah, like Warren's that powerful voice and obviously like the backgrounds and stuff like that are so good and so simple but like it's saying so much, you know.
5: Yeah, it's yeah, very cool. And most of everything he had, I don't know what it was. Like he's one of those guys like like uh uh you know obviously it was the 70s and 80s he was he was recording but he's kind of one of those guys almost like Robert Johnson where he has like 29 songs but there's different recordings of the songs yeah, and there's like these live ones and stuff like that there's probably obviously a whole bunch more songs that we don't know about um you know i, I would imagine there's probably 40 songs or something like that that he's got but i've got seven blaze foley records and, uh, you know, a lot of them, it's the, you know, I've got four different versions of Clay Pigeons, you know, or whatever. But he, rad, he recorded man. the same stuff a lot. But it's always, it, I, I like every recording for a different reason.
0: And I love this this live record vibe too, man. Because it just sounds, it puts you right in the environment of that San Antonio or Austin bar you know, yeah. Like and if, if you listen to the applause, to... you can't
5: imagine there's more than 30 people listening. Yeah. No. Like, no uh, at all. You know, unless the mics are just really hot at the stage and that's all you can hear. Yeah. You know, it's just like mm, yeah, it's whatever like you're, is you're, in that room. You're
0: at a Dime Bar you're at one amazing. of those South Congress, you know, tiny <laughs> spots and stuff, like just chilling and like this is the magic that's happening in front of you. Yeah, I love that. Whistles and all, man, dude. I I love a good whistle solo. Yeah, (laughs) we couldn't afford ours. Here we go. You know, like
5: yeah. And shout out by Uh, the way to Lost Art Records in Austin, Texas. They are a record label that just exists to put out Blaze Foley releases. So you know, except one record that Fat Possum put out, which is phenomenal. Um, like anything else you can really buy is uh, even like the, the reissue of his only real record from his time of living, which is recorded at Muscle Shoals. Like that label just exists to put out those recordings and they wow. do such a good job. And you have quite a few at the shop right now, right? Yeah. I'm obsessed with them. So I got a lot of them. I got, I kept buying a bunch of them and I play them a lot and, and, and they, they, they sell at the shop. We, we've we probably sold 40 or 50 blaze Foley records, since lockdown started Wow Damn. nice and, and forgive me if someone already asked this and it was already taken
1: care of was he um, in his heyday was he selling records in a household name or is it something that kind of came back from
5: I don't think so from he has past. like one one album on CD um, that I think was is kind of like a telling title I think it's called like <laughs> worth more dead than alive and like he really didn't get the you know, although he had some some famous friends and he had uh, you know, uh, uh, some some up and down, uh, you yeah, know he wasn't really he never really saw his success.
3: He sounds like a songwriter songwriter. Yeah, if that makes sense. Totally. So totally. All the people who knew about him loved him, but yeah. all the people like he probably but that's the wrong way to put it. That said in my mind, but. You know, if you're not constantly putting yourself out there in the right way, you know, people aren't gonna find you except people who are constantly on the shows and who knows. So yeah. And there's something to be said about that in the vinyl world, like you're constantly chasing something that you haven't heard before. Like this is the diamond sure. in the rough, you know what I mean? Yeah. So sure. it's cool that you sure. found, you know, this and fell in love with it.
5: Yeah, well, I didn't you know the cool thing about finding it is that uh this one never came like wandered into the shop and I found it that way. I it came up on Spotify. Again, as a vinyl fanatic, um I listen to Spotify constantly and uh <laughs> it just came on after a John Prine record I was listening to like yeah. a, like I said like a year ago and immediately I just got obsessed, man. He's he's a blast. And the song was awesome. I really liked it. Yeah. Cool. He's got a lot of other ones that are that are really dirty and fun, you know. He yeah. talks about fingers and butts and stuff. You know. <laughs> 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 well, I am David like Allen Co and you know, with else. none of the racism. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, hey, I got a question for you. Being a record store owner, and yeah, what are your top three most purchased records or most requested? Hundred percent
5: uh with a bullet easy question yeah uh, you got uh, a Fleetwood Mac rumors number one with a bullet hmm. uh, all the time uh, doesn't matter uh, yeah it's weird. Uh, it's a record I intentionally have never listened to the whole way through just because I, I don't get it. It's great there's a lot of great parts on it but I don't want to listen to it the whole way. I don't know why. I'm not, not going to do it. It's like watching it. any well,
0: movie on TBS. I'm going to jump around. Back in your childhood, and you're like, oh, I'll get around to it eventually. Rain Man. Right? <laughs> yeah. There yeah.
5: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, oddly enough, um, it's usually a jump in between like uh, uh, Beatles and Led Zeppelin, but I'd probably say Led Zeppelin more often. Hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin two sells the most for us, uh, and then it would probably be the Beatles' Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, yeah, yeah, that be right. I and, and they're and they're still they're they're obviously records that you you, you would imagine, but they're they're exactly the what one, still ones still selling. I would have rumors. assumed
3: Zeppelin 1, but that's interesting that Zeppelin 2. Why do you think it's Zeppelin 2? Is that just way more popular?
5: Zeppelin 2 is like a I'm a Zeppelin 3 fan and and a 1 fan the most, probably 3 uh the most, but I mean 2 is is a, definitely a masterpiece. I would I've always thought uh that 4 would be the most attractive one because it yeah, has Stairway yeah. to Heaven and Black Dog and uh Rock and Roll and I mean it's a it's a it's a that's a big that's a that's a big lineup for some reason. It doesn't say Led Zeppelin really big on it. I don't know if people just need to know what record that <laughs> shit's on, you know? I don't think it has a track listing on the back of it either. Oh wow. So is well, I just the feel like that four. one Four is like the, the, is it the, the, the brown the old cover Zosto with Zoso cover?
4: Yeah, it's yeah the yeah, old it's guy.
5: The, yeah, Zoso Four yeah, it's the old guy. The old guy with the sticks or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. Like, dude,
3: uh, I'm a one guy. One is like the best Zeppelin record that will ever Great. be made. Fight yeah. me, all you guys in, in the chat.
5: <laughs> but, uh, put them up. Put them up. Put em up, put em up. I think it's the best record start to finish they did. I would like, as, as the record listing the whole way through.
3: I would have guessed four two for the exact reason that you're saying. I feel like Stairway was like the pinnacle of Zeppelin being Zeppelin, and. Whether I like that record a lot or not, I would have thought that that would still be the most popular. Like, Sgt. Pepper doesn't surprise me at all. That's like what I would have guessed. It's the biggest Beatles album, will be the biggest Beatles album of all time.
5: I'm totally coming. Yeah, be dark, yeah, used yeah. to be Dark Side of the Moon in that Sergeant Pepper spot, but the last few years they had the anniversary edition came out and all that stuff. It turned fifty in 2007, so they've kept it really easy for us to pick up and buy. Um, but uh, yeah,
2: how about how about can I do another one? Top three records from 1990 to current. Oh, uh, definitely
5: Nevermind Nirvana as number one. Okay. Um, I sold, we were closed today and I sold a copy of it. Um, <laughs> wow! it's, it, uh, that do definitely sells a lot, not as much as the, those top three. Um, but it probably actually does sell more than number old number four, which used to be dark side. That's probably the top of the cock. Um, and then, um, in rainbows, uh, radio head, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I love
0: that phrase, by the way. I'm not just going to let you skip over that. Top of the cock, <laughs> top of the cock. Yeah. sorry about
5: that yeah. one. I'm uh, oh, no, yeah, just gonna I, I just, slide not that not one in there, there. consensually. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't sorry. know what number three would be off the top of my head though.
2: Was it was it in rainbows? That's funny. And rainbows is second because wasn't that the album that they gave out for free potentially, or was like you could put in or Was that was that was later? That the- was that later on? Was that
5: the one about a th- something with the thief the thief thing?
2: Hilda the Thief? Hilda the no, no, was that the one? no, no, it was after Hilda the Thief. I okay. thought they put out I thought it was in Rainbows, and maybe it wasn't, because it'd be ironic that it's this number two album because they did that thing where you could buy their newest album and you enter in the amount that you want to pay. Yeah, the payment you yeah, earn. I remember that. Yeah. So you could put zero or you could put five million dollars if you have whatever. Um, so I thought that would be interesting if it was that I wonder album. Wonder not selling final, very uh, well when it really came out, and you could have got it for free or whatever. Sure, I think
5: that also a lot of the a lot of the records that you would think of as being uh, more popular. In, like, within a certain group's work, right? Like, uh, I don't know if in Rainbows is definitely the best selling or the most desirable to fans' Radiohead record, but. Okay. Uh, if you take into account like what I pay for at wholesale, I have to price it retail, and so some records might not be as desirable because maybe I have to charge more. Mm-hmm. We might just sell records more because there's a better profit margin on them. I yeah. sell, and actually, now that we're we're saying that, I might actually have number three um, uh, of the records we sell most often, 1990 and afterward, be Tool's Opiate because really? Tool's Opiate, uh, I can price for $10.99. Wow. Because, Interesting. And so we sell a ton of them, a ton of that record. Um, uh, Tool's not not a band I, I really grew up being that interested in. I saw them play live in high school, and it was really cool, and I think that was the, the last time that I really sat down to listen to Tool. Um, or stood up to listen to the tool. But um, <laughs> I think that uh, just because I can order that record <laughs> and it comes to me for $7 landed to my store, I can put 10 dollars on it and it sells yeah. a lot. So that might be number three. And it's just because of the wholesale price. Didn't they just put out a bunch of... like? Whereas additional... Fleetwood Mac Rumors, my number yeah. one selling app, twenty nine ninety nine on it all the time. Wow. And wow. sells number one. Yeah.
0: That is a great record. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I was I was just asking. Um, I thought I saw something about Tool putting out, like, a whole bunch of recordings and shit, like, lately. On Spotify for the first time? Yeah, where it's, like, the they've, they've got, like, just hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of stuff that they just released, like... I don't,
3: know. I don't think that's true. Cool. They just came out with a new record, but. Uh,
5: they did come out with a new record, yeah. But, but they, like a bunch of
3: like, what Robert's saying is yeah. they kept their stuff off of streaming for a long time. So yeah, that might have been what, what you, what you were hearing about.
2: Uh, okay. Because they don't have that many albums. Yeah. It's like four or five. Well, maybe six, but the new one. Well, I guess not that many albums in relative length to their career length. Because. They've been around yeah. for a long time, yeah.
0: thirty almost forty years. I remember when when I was at the uh, LA Recording School. One of the uh, the first things that that we had access to to uh, mix a surround sound album on with with like one of the newer Neve consoles and stuff was was with uh, one of tools like tracks from their live show. So you're like watching it up on screen, and you can pan stuff like in Dolby digital shit like <laughs> all around and it's like oh what if the hi-hat was like way back over there and it
5: was crazy that's a really fun way to learn something
0: yeah it was wild
2: yeah did yeah. you uh, pan the Tom's 360 so it was just like all yeah I was, I was in
0: a class with like eight other dudes and like <laughs> one chick and uh, and it was it was tough to I just kind of because we also had a tape machine in there, so I just tried to practice tuning the tape machine with the MRL tape and stuff instead of getting into the whole like panning stuff. Because I was like, eh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna work on this shit. It's too much. <laughs> All
3: right. So, in the spirit of Parker introducing us to a bunch of crazy music, <laughs> Parker, you could pick as many of these as you'd like. Uh-huh. What is the weirdest record that you love? Ugh. It could be for whatever specific reasons. And Parker, pick like five or ten. I would love to just hear you talk at length about this.
5: What is- um, well, I would have <laughs> to say, <laughs> I would have to say, actually, the record you brought up, "Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Soul" by Coven. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's that's one of my favorite records, man. It's it's one of the greatest things ever. It's so weird. It's so strange. It's awkward. It makes you a little bit creeped out at times. There's a really like done up kind of Broadway version of a uh, of a uh, uh, like a satanic mass for most of the second side of the record. Um, And there's a lot of chanting during the songs. When I went and saw them live, everyone knew the chants, which was weird and awesome at the same time. Um, That's a fun record. Uh, Another one that I listen to a lot at home that's kind of weird. Because you're saying weird stuff, right? Okay, yep. so Shell Silverstein, the kids' author. No, <laughs> <we all, laughs>
3: oh, not we Shel all Silverstein. Asked. Don't ruin we my all,
5: talent. Do you We're know about Shel Silverstein's ends, music career? No. Okay, so Shell Silverstein was actually a prolific writer. Uh, and he, do you know the band Doctor Hook? Um, they did cover of the Rolling Stone was their big hit. Um, and he wrote that and he wrote a lot of their music as well. He also famously wrote a boy named Sue by Johnny Cash. Really? Um, ah, wow. that was a still Silverstein song and he wrote it and recorded it and released it first. And then wow. Johnny Cash and him performed it together on the Johnny Cash show. And Johnny Cash uh, made a big hit out of the song. It's a great song, but he has a, re- he has still records. Um, uh, he has a, uh one called "Freaking at the Freakers Ball, which is just phenomenal. Um he was one of Playboy's original cartoonists and he wrote from like Rolling Stone and all of these things. And so he has like this really weird attachment to the hippie movement. And he had this really weird record. The centerfold is a lady that's topless throwing her head at him who's naked throwing his head at her. Um and uh uh, wow. they got songs on there like such as uh i saw polly in a porny with a pony um, <laughs> and uh there's a great one called thumb suckers which is clearly a uh uh, a Bill Clinton joke, uh, and then there's um, not actually about Bill Clinton, but you know what I mean. And, and then it, I mean everything in that whole thing is just hilarious. And you, he's got a song called "I Got Stoned" and I missed it, which is just uh, you know, so on point. It's, it's great. It's so funny, and the whole thing, it's like it doesn't ruin your childhood. It makes your childhood. Like uh, a it, really well done uh, Simpsons episode that you yeah. can enjoy as an adult because it's still the same style of writing and rhyming. Yeah,
0: Shell just becomes your uncle that you know your uncle, <laughs> right? Creepy oh, uncle Shell.
5: Yeah. It's like, it's oh, so you're weird. old
0: enough now. You've moved on from the children's books. Now you get to hear the real shit and like oh, yeah. how I look at the world and stuff. You know. Yeah, that's that's rad um, man. that's cool. Uh, another one
5: that's really cool would be, um, I collect a lot of uh, compilations of dirty songs that were released on 78s, which would be <laughs> most media released between 1890 and the late 40s, before 45s and 33s took over, and it's they're called Copulating Blues, or there's, like, uh, there's a series called Streetwalker Blues, or... Uh, uh, Viper Mad Blues, and just really cool songs from the 20s and 30s and 40s that you would never really expect to be released that are all about either uh, sex or marijuana or hookers and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's just interesting to listen to ra-ta-ta, kind of music but, that makes you go, but what still the being hell like in the world was this released? They're being right there on
0: the chin. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. just, they're just smart about it, man. It's just right there on the chin the entire time. Sometimes yeah. it's on this chin. Sometimes it's very
5: direct. Really? Um, sometimes we were able to get away with you know, that back then. Like, yeah, you gotta get. You gotta get. I mean, it's not all going on the air, and uh, you yeah, know, yeah. a lot of this is is uh, It's it's just really fun and weird. I, I find those things amusing and weird and strange. Uh, we recently bought a um, Parker. Like a, hold on! Hold
3: on! Hold on! I feel like our our versions of this are going to be so much worse than yours because you have such more vast knowledge. You have to let us go. And then so you don't just make us look bad for four <laughs> stories in a row. You know uh-huh. what I mean? We okay, have four okay. versions. Because whatever my version was is not going to Touch
5: a candle to whatever. Yeah, well, we can be Here's done with my versions. versions. I got. It. I, no, 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 we, no,
0: Yeah, don't get me started.
4: We'll, more, we're, 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 gonna, we're, gonna we're gonna circle ours, back to it, and him, then yeah, we're okay. gonna let you just yeah, go yeah. at
3: length for as long as you want talking about <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird <laughs> records because I'm I'm I love this. This is amazing. This is awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. And I think uh, everyone is listening. to me. And our stories are not going to be amazing. Like my what I thought I my version was. I'm like, oh god, we're just gonna look like ass. Steve Steve, I feel like we have a good one Because he's uh, been doing it But I swear to god I would love to come back to you And and you can tell all the stories You want about this stuff because I'm loving it But you just can't make us look that bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait so the same question goes to us What are the weirdest records that we like Okay yeah.
0: Oh Oh, god Um, I just love all the weird owl shit man Like I Like, that that was, like, my my rebellion against my parents, like, you know, hymns and flute and piano music from my mom and, and polka music from my dad was, like, Tupac and Weird Al, like, weirdly enough, like, just back and forth, but... I love all the parody. Shit, kind of man. the same. Like, we have the same, actually, two
5: rebellion music for
0: I know, my parents, right? We, <laughs> we haven't we We're out yeah. with
5: Parker. Parker oh I, yeah, I love the man. Yeah.
0: Parker and I have a yeah. I, I was talking to Ryan, uh, my roommate. Uh, I think yesterday when he got home, I was I was getting drunk just because I was feeling uninspired and decided to play video games and drink, and um, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I wonder how much it would cost. To get Weird Al to parody your song, you know what I mean? Like, how much for Weird Weird Al to do a oh Miss Carolina, however the fuck he wants? Like, what is that? Twenty grand? What is that? Like, more? Grand? More? Oh, yeah, come on. It's COVID times, dude. Like, the playing field has been leveled. Nobody's gigging. Nobody's got income.
5: <laughs> yeah, he's We're enjoying himself. Still, uh, in he's Hawaii. he's, yeah, he's, five, he's his, on, on a different level. But
0: <laughs> I thought it would, it would you know. Like if you could put a number on it, like, hey, Weird Al, do this song the way that you would do something else. What well, did you tweet him? No, I didn't. It was just a drunken conversation with my roommate. Uh, but you should tweet him. I thought maybe I will. I don't really use Twitter. You should. But he probably takes that. I'm not tweet him, but like, you should tweet him. Yeah, how much? How much? You know, if <laughs> if if you could put a number on it, like, are you free <laughs> now? Like we're all. Quarantined and isolated, for the most part. So, uh, do you want to? Do you like this song? <laughs> help, help, help a brother out. You know, it'll be fun. But um, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, but weird out for me. Like, like there was this one about Santa. Like back from like the late 90s. The night that Santa
5: went crazy? Yeah, dude. The
0: night Santa went crazy. That was so good. The man. night Saint Nick went insane. So good. Yeah. My uh, my grandma broke the CD. Because she was like, you can't let your... Milk and cookies. <laughs> you-, <laughs> you-, <laughs> you can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> my,
5: my version of Rebellion with Weird Al was just that he annoyed my
0: parents. He was pretty clean oh no. super tim, super clean super Tim. yeah well to be fair like i had to go to my friend's houses to listen to tupac and yeah you okay. know like any like tupac and biggie and a lot of that stuff like i couldn't play it in the house and i didn't really have headphones back then and stuff so it was like listening to like z95.7 and watching pop-up video or getting mad magazine and Pop reading pop-up video, reading pop up video <laughs> in Mad Magazine. Do you guys remember that? Where they'd have like the action. Anyway, whatever. It was fine. <laughs> What's the topic we're talking about? Warren Weird Album. we're weirdest albums that uh, that you're into. Okay,
2: I well, <clears throat> there's two that come to mind. Um, so the, I think the weirdest album that I definitely love. Um, is Frank Zappa's We're Only In It For The Money. And, uh, and uh, I've t- I've, I think we've talked about this album before, Parker, because um, okay. I think it's uh, rather difficult to find, but i I would never suggest somebody who doesn't know Frank Zappa to listen to this album first because it's really it's almost like he he was notorious for bringing a tape recorder with him, and there's like lots of songs that are clips of like a tape recorder and then clips of something and then it goes into like a tune and then it comes back in a repro and it's it's it you'd listen to it and like when it's done, you're like it doesn't really have this album feel to it, but man, there are such good little excerpts of songs, and there are a couple full-on tunes that are on that album, but it is very strange, and that, um I don't know, Parker, what, what do you think about that album?
5: I love that Right. That was one of the, that was actually, and you're correct, it should probably not be an introduction to Frank Zappa, but um, it. um I think, what do you think, Apostrophe? Yeah, is the, yeah. Is that yeah, the, yeah. Most one, yeah. the most probable one? Or, yeah, or Joe's, Joe's Garage, maybe, I would yeah. say. Yeah, okay. That. The guy had like 80-some studio records, so yeah. it's tough to have a starting point. <laughs> but that was one of his first ones. The, the thing that stood out for me as a young guy, which is the reason I bought it, is because he parodied uh, the inside and the outside gatefold of the entire jacket of uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper with it. Yes. But uh, he had the, the outside on the inside, etc., for whatever kind of reason. But yeah that that was why I had to I I just when I once I got into Zappa I had to get into that one real quick just because Zappa is visually great but it that was one that just hooked me real quick as a Beatles nut.
2: Oh yeah, great great album. Uh and yeah, that that uh Parroting the Beatles doesn't get any better than that. Uh, no, and the know.
5: lyrics for the whole record make fun of hippies the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: about it's about
5: start being a phony and moving to L.A. and in joining rock and roll. Band. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know,
2: it's classic. It's and he's so <laughs> yeah. satir- satiristical. I think is I don't know if that's a word, but he just makes fun of everything. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, inside now the the, uh, the one of the guys in that album photo played saxophone with Frank Zappa, lives in Laguna Beach, and I think still teaches saxophone lessons. So I think his oh, name right. is John, John Gardner. Um, but, uh, okay, the second record that I want to bring up that I um, I don't have, and I've, I've never fully, I don't think I've heard the whole entire thing, but I've talked to Parker in depth about this, is Charles Manson released a record. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not, obviously, I don't think there's Charles Manson, fa- I mean, there were, like, the Manson family, but I don't support anything like that, but it's crazy that he made a record, and I think, you, Parker, you could talk about it a little bit more, another record that's like really hard to find. Um, I'm not sure how many were pressed what the whole entire story is, but I like the whole really impossible-to-find records, and I think that that one is up there, right? I don't,
5: uh, yeah, I mean, I don't remember... Yo, what I don't know if it was, like, commercially released during his lifetime. I think it's kind of been a novelty release later. I know he was friends with uh, the, the Wilsons, the Beach Boys, uh, Dennis. Was he friends with Dennis? Yeah. I can't remember I so. which. The drummer, been, right? right? No, no, I can't remember which. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the... Uh, is it Air or Trees? I don't remember what. I think most of the stuff that's actually you can find, uh, that, or that I've found, I guess I should say personally, because I'm not uh, a, doc, uh, a really a big specialist on the collectability of his records. But everything that I've ever had at my shop or sold has been like uh, produced, uh, like either as a bootleg or uh, as like kind of like a, a later unofficial release. Um, it, it's 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 not it's not horrible not the worst thing you've ever heard, but it's certainly not something that you'd put on to, you know, cook dinner and hang out. It's, it's abrasive. Yeah. It's abrasive. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it's interesting, though. It's mystique. definitely weird and interesting. Yeah. yeah. That fits about, the category real well. Yeah. What about you, Andrew?
0: Kind of gets other people to, um, like, kill yourself for you.
5: That's the second yeah. verse of the first song, yeah.
0: Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> um... anyone
3: who knows me knows i'm a huge no effects fan which is a punk band uh but their lead singer fat mike is known to do like super weird stuff and so one of his weird things that he did that he released under their thing is this ep called koki the clown and it was this sad like uh it was supposed to be sort of like a homeless clown sort of character that he did. And he did live shows like under, with all the cokey the clown makeup on. He like dyed his hair green. He almost looked like the Joker. Like white oh. face paint and dyed his hair green. And there's this really famous, like the songs were just super depressing. And it was just about being a super depressing uh, person who bums everyone out. And that was Cokie the Clown. But he did one video with it that almost got him arrested. And he peed into a whiskey bottle. And then the next scene he shows is someone else drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did these, like, awful pranks to people and all this awful stuff under this, like, Cokie the Clown, like, uh, disguise, I guess. And but that I remember like liking that record at the time and liking the whole thing. Apparently, he released like, a whole record under that artist name. If you like Google Koki the Clown, there's an artist name under that. But it's all just like the worst, you know... It was the, basically the worst, uh, you know, experiment that this guy could have done and created this terrible character that did terrible things to people. Uh. So Koki the Clown... It's probably the most depressing, weirdest album that I ever liked and listened to. Wow.
0: <laughs> we we have a question here from uh, John House. It says, has Parker ever come across a Timothy Leary album?
5: Yes. Yeah, I came across that one. Um, uh, what's the one that has... Uh, the uh, turn off your mind relax and float downstream is like a, an audio clip that's like within the first uh, two minutes of the record. Um, uh, it, I believe it came out in 66 or 68 but obviously that was uh, I forget I think it's just called like a guided meditation or a guided experience through LSD or something like that hmm. but I, I did I did find that one uh, only once at the shop. Um, and, uh, it's very interesting, very interesting stuff. I I have had that one sold real quick, probably should have put a few more bucks on it, but I remember it being a little over a hundred bucks and it sold like (laughs) just quick enough that I was like, uh, maybe I'm messed up. It's a beautiful shape.
0: That's wild. Guided meditation through LSD, huh?
5: I don't think it was guided. Maybe it was guided experience through LSD or I forget what it was called. You probably know. Send in a comment if you know. Like and subscribe, would you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. He said, uh, what, what do you turn on when you turn on? What, also, what put it on. Another, another Laguna guy, Timothy Leary.
2: Laguna, yeah, beat.
0: really. Yep. Wait,
5: see, I Tim- had heard that he, I had heard that he actually lived above Sound Spectrum Records, like in the upstairs, for a while. that record store on PCH.
2: Really, I, I heard that he lived in the canyon with the, the Brotherhood of Eternal Sun, whatever it was. um I do not I d I I don't I wouldn't know. You you'd probably know better than I did. That's that's record that's record. do you know the guy who owns that spot, Sound Spectrum? What's his name? Uh, Otto. Otto, yeah. Otto, yeah. And you know, I don't know Otto as well as I know. Wave it runs
5: runs the show a lot of the time. Wave is a really fun, mm-hmm. cool. Dude, man, he's a great guy. I really like Wave. Yeah, that, yeah. that Wave, story is a good guy. There's a I, good, there's a cool thing about going to a record store where they kind of like uh want the guy there to not be like pretentious or a jerk or anything like that. I've never had a conversation with Wave where I like his smile wasn't contagious. He's a great uh, guy. I like that
2: guy. Yeah, I grew up going that was the only place I ever got all of my music was Sound Spectrum until okay, the, cool. streaming. Nice. Anyway, diverge. How about you, Robert? I I don't even know.
1: I feel like when something weird comes on, I turn it off. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not good at listening to weird shit. Um, I don't like weird things. Yeah. I like songs that I don't think are weird that other people might think are weird. Like all of a sudden, the men at work and like Eminence Front by the Who like all day, every day. Mm. But like those aren't weird. You know, those are just. Interesting songs, and I feel like when it comes to weird tracks or weird records, like I just don't listen to them because it doesn't work for me. Yeah, <clears throat> um,
0: yeah, I've, I'm just I feel you on that though, man. Like, I, I had yeah. a, buddy, a buddy that was really into Animal Collective, and Ugh. I could not get into it, man. Like, I just, oh,
1: I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, Animal Collective, for listening I'm, to our podcast, but I don't, I do not like your music
0: if you're. Well, I haven't liked what I've heard. Like maybe do something, you know, that I that I might like. Yeah, no, I'm, or I'm just, just uh, keep I just, up just, your artistry, because it's obviously working. I've heard of you, and I'm nobody. So it's like whatever, you're fine. Yeah,
1: I'm just but, I don't I feel like I don't listen to weird stuff because if I hear weird stuff, I usually turn it off.
5: Yeah. Um, so. I remember you and I spending about an hour straight, though, watching Earl Dibbles Jr. videos together. Well, yeah, but is that weird or is that just.? Funny? Oh, that's weird as hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What's, oh. What is Earl yeah. Dibbles Jr.?
5: Earl Dibbles Jr.
1: is a country phenomenon. <laughs> and he has a bunch of YouTube videos that me and Parker spent hours just watching. What's um, his real name? His real name is Granger Smith, and he's yeah. a and he's Billboard platinum country artist who's has plenty of hits. But he has this alter ego called uh, Earl Dibbles yeah. Jr. Okay,
0: yeah. and
1: uh, it's a lot of fun.
0: We're I guess that's the worst thing that I'm into. Huh? Did not we just talk about this the other day? But not on the podcast. Not not on the podcast. No, no, like not 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 on the podcast. But we were talking about like. Like alter egos and this, that, and the other. And we I think we ready. were. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's and somebody
2: point. said there's a country star who has an alter ego, but yeah, we didn't know who it was at the time. Yeah,
0: so for, 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 all, for all you people listening, like we actually do talk in person, not just on the podcast. <laughs> throughout the week <laughs> and stuff, too. But um, yeah, the, the, this is for you. This, this this is for you, our listeners.
1: Yeah, I guess Earl Dibbles Jr. was, was is weird, but it's not a record. No, I thought we were talking not. about weird records, and i just yeah, don't i don't really. know as far as weird goes I feel like i don't listen to anything weird everything's
0: not weird oh there was one weird record that i i didn't get to listen to but so i've i uh my my family's been i had uh uh my last remaining grandparents passed in the last couple of years and uh going through and like my with my folks cleaning out their houses and and stuff like we we ended up coming across a bunch of uh, vinyl records and uh, a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, Parker, you know, I called Parker up and I'm like, hey, man, like I got these boxes I drove down from Southern California. I don't know if they're worth anything. I don't know what's in them, you know, but here, like if there's some value in it, like, you know, take it, put it towards the shop. You know, whatever. If it's something that's super rare, whatever. It was a lot of like big band stuff, and like old Italian uh, like Lots of music polkas. Stuff. Lots of polkas. And lots uh, of polkas.
5: Lots of swing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, but it was really cool that uh, we found this thing from a uh, what what was it? A uh, it was the like a typewriter instructional manual on vinyl. <laughs> Oh yeah! Remember that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I found those recently. I don't remember that coming from that
5: box, but it probably was. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, like that how was... to use this typewriter, and yeah, it's yeah. a record. Yeah. And so like it's, like, how main... to use the like the the, the this exact model. Yeah. Of typewriter, it's very. It's like it was like the first version. How to of use the EG fourteen, but it's yes. like just, yeah. Put, yeah. It, just yeah. put the record. How to use on. the Corona I fourteen two.
0: I never got I never got to, well we might I think we listened to like 2 seconds of it at your place when we were going through that first round uh uh-huh. of vinyl and stuff and we and you ended up putting something else on which which was amazing but um, much better yeah, sure. it was, yeah. It was funny like listening to it, because it was like just this old like kind of 1940s voice like wow now that you got this plugged in like and you know Hit the shift key and hit the this key and hit the that cam. That. that was so weird, but it was. Was he like a yeah. gangster in the 30s? <laughs> yeah, it was. Okay. Ah, support the war, buy bonds. You know. Like, yeah.
2: It's funny because, like, you know how they send out little like instructional CD-ROMs, like yeah, before yeah. the CD-ROM of a yeah, like thing. So like, like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll just send ship. records. Yeah, we'll yeah. just send
0: a vinyl. We'll just, <laughs> <put it off. laughs> it's go like, ahead oh yeah, go. yeah, we'll <laughs> just print them go. up. No problem. Like yeah, it's funny, Bruce. How we going, Bruce? That's cra- crazy, man. The fact that they included that in the thing and then it took that much explanation that you had to put it on vinyl. <laughs> right. Like it was such a new concept for people that they would have to put out a whole record just explaining how to make it work. You know. <laughs> like fuck college classes, fuck going to, you know, community college or you know, doing trade school or whatever. Like here's a vinyl. With your purchase of this, uh, you know, $180 typewriter, which
5: back then was how-to a lot. records are always interesting. Yeah. I've got a lot of how-to records at the shop right now. A couple of them are like how to uh, you know uh, become better at time management. How and then but then there's some like really specific ones like how to be a better life insurance salesman in Southern Missouri. <laughs> uh, how, it's like, it gets very specific. I always enjoy you know trying to figure out like is there gonna be a market for this how to? They're definitely gonna wow. be. Uh, you know, a relatively cheap record, but they're always a blast.
2: <laughs> That's really fun. Are there? Man. That's cool. Are there ASMR records? Is that what Ooh, it's called? ASMR. Yeah. Um,
5: I, I, I mean, I don't know that they're called ASMR records. You're talking about like the, the sound therapy. Yeah, just like weird thing. sounds yeah. that people are into. Did that? Was that? Was that a thing before like YouTube kind of culture stuff?
0: I feel like it I've, had to come I, from somewhere, right? By the way, for all, all you listeners, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It's a calming, oh, wow. pleasurable feeling often accompanied by a tingling sensation uh, for hearing quiet sounds very loudly in your ears. As if somebody was putting their mouth right next to your ear and whispering. Because We all know what that feels like. Wow. Yeah.
2: I didn't even know uh,
1: that. I'm into ASMR for sure.
0: Yeah. I follow, by the way, if, if you guys are into ASMR at all, any of our listeners, just follow the hashtag on Instagram, hashtag corndog. Um, I follow it. It's it's insane, you, dude. It's like, it's a lot of people what? just eating shit. Are you serious? On. Yeah. Like, talk about weird. It's somehow really calming for me. I love it.
5: Oh, I think we've stumbled into a new market and I think we Wait. need to capture the sound from this hashtag <laughs> and we need to release on Cream Tangerine the first ASMR vinyl record. Yes, yeah. it. It's just called Hashtag Corndog. Hashtag Corndog. <laughs> you heard it yeah. here, everyone. And if just we turn in here. 300 bucks, we can get a few hundred copies of this thing ready for the street. Come on, yeah.
0: guys. Yeah, I think we
3: just need to like... Charge a lot for it. It's a hundred dollar yeah, vinyl. My, yeah. my favorite comment
0: sure. so far for tonight.
1: <laughs> sure.
3: Just a
0: question.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what just. I don't even know the. I don't even know what's happened. No. Right. All right, vinyl oh, right.
3: D- or vinyl. I just called you vinyl, Parker. <laughs> 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 Do you have any more records? That are coming to mind. That are
1: weird records. We're going over down to Vinyl Parker's house. Uh,
5: let's see. Um, yes. Vinyl Parker, the shoes. Uh, shoe. You know what, what? What was really fun, and I didn't know about them until recently. Um, but uh, uh, my buddy jo- Robert has also met Josh. My buddy Josh introduced me to. Um, are you familiar with Vincent Price? Uh, yeah. Vincent Price, The old actor um, with one of the greatest voices ever. And he had apparently was really into cooking. And so I was thinking about this while we were talking about the last thing. He has higher series records, which are very expensive of Vincent Price in his beautiful, gorgeous, creepy voice talking about cooking techniques. <laughs> That's awesome. And they, those are worth good money. And I have still not found one in the wild, but uh, you know, people are charging a lot of money for them online. So one day I might get curious enough to to grab one. But I'm just, I just, I know it exists. I haven't heard it, and I haven't looked to find if I can download it because the dream is still alive that I will find that record and I will just be able to put it on. And for some reason, have uh, Vincent Price about chicken parmesan or something. Oh wow, <laughs> he likes whole Cook yeah. too. Oh, are you looking at Yeah, he has he was apparently really into a uh, you marinade uh, culinary scene.
0: I feel like that would be a But really, that'll be like my weird, like, like real time audiobook type thing, like whether on vinyl or just not on vinyl because if you're cooking like you need to look at what you're cooking. So if you do right. something in real time, like you're you know limited to side A and side B 44 minutes you know on the stuff but it's also not a lot of bandwidth because it's mostly going to be spoken words, right right yeah so but like if you could get like a really great like casserole or like chicken parm or something that like has many steps to the process like you know if you want to marinate the chicken you gotta bread it you gotta fucking cook the sides and shit all that stuff, and they're like narrating through you. So it's like, okay, cool. Now that this is done, like we'll go over here and we'll start doing this thing. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm in my, I'm in my kitchen. I can see the things you're talking about. That yeah. would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Bless you, bless
2: you, bless, bless you. you. Right. Oh. Covid nineteen. Yeah. No, I'm good. I, I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm negative. Yeah. Well, you were. It
0: was the first test you ever failed, bro. I'm proud of okay. you. So I'm finding out apparently
3: there are a lot of Vincent Vincent, Price records, uh, tales of witches, ghosts, and goblins told by Vincent Price. He also has a
5: good one called uh, uh, Study in Demonology. Really? It's great. Yeah, it's wild. (laughs) This one's called Witchcraft and Magic Occult. There you go, yeah. But he also did cooking stuff, so, you know, we'll Yeah, and then Vincent <laughs> Price
3: International Cooking Course, dining at uh, Versailles, so. There you go. He did a lot. He liked yeah. Satan and cooking, so.
2: <laughs> they go hand in hand.
1: Don't
5: we all, though?
2: Just kidding. That's
1: funny. Well, on, on, on that note, <laughs> go out and find your Vincent, Vincent Price records, everyone. And send yeah. them to
2: Parker.
5: Yeah, I'll take one. Yeah. I've only got the demon ones. I don't have the,
2: uh, the cooking ones. But if you need a record, you can get them from creamtangerine.com.
5: And I oh, believe oh, Cream you Tangerine
0: can... Creamtangerinerecords.com. Um, <laughs> Woo! shipping, correct?
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, wherever you are, just
2: let's do it. He's got you covered.
3: Yeah, Parker. Thank you for being on, buddy. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface of who you are. We could just totally talk about
5: vinyl and music before. Okay. You know what? This has out. been the best thing to just hang out with buddies on the on the patio. This is nice, oh, man. Yeah, we don't get yeah. to do that as much anymore. Thanks, guys. I miss so, you, bro.
1: Come back whenever you want. Yeah, you you can be one of those uh, one of those guys on the show that like is a, a reoccurring character.
5: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: All right, great. Maybe for next week, if Henry's not gonna be here again, I we can have that. Parker come in and guest and do another music clip.
0: Of course, man.
1: Sounds, sounds good. Okay yeah. Just let yeah. me know. Cool. It sounds great.
0: And go give Parker a uh, a follow here on, on Instagram, uh, at Parker Davis Macy for his personal account and at Cream Tangerine Records for the record shop. Also, uh, yes, www.creamtangerinerecords.com. Uh, you can buy, sell, trade, and purchase a bunch of rad, rad, rad swag um, that you guys have. Which your artist is amazing, dude. The guy that does your T-shirts.
5: Yeah, yeah he right? does so, a good job, man. Dude, he's he's great.
0: And uh, one day
5: I'm going to meet him in person.
0: One day. <laughs> I would love. I I still want him to do something for our band, man.
5: He should, man. That'd He's be, great.
0: That'll be so fun, dude. He does a really great job. Yep. Go go check out CreamTangerineRecords.com Go check out Cream Tangerine Records on Instagram. Give them a follow. Uh, build out your collection and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Parker, thank you so much for being with us tonight, brother.
1: Yeah, thanks for being here, Park. Good to yeah. see you guys. Yep. I miss you. I love and you. Thanks to everyone you, for tuning in and listening, and we'll thanks see you guys having... all next week.